This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. At 837 here on the Blitz 1170, this man is busy. He is our head coach. He is the head coach for the city of Tulsa. He also happens to be the mayor, and it's 918 day, so he is out and he is everywhere. Tell me where you are right now, my friend. Uh, well, I'm in my office at the moment, but I'm getting ready to head over to the Council Oak Tree where our city was founded. And I know from there, 918 Day is going to keep you quite busy. It's not quite that midnight to midnight thing it used to be, but tell me, give me an idea of what kind of stuff you're going to be doing today. Yeah, I was driving my daughter to school this morning and telling her, man, can you imagine I normally would be into eight hours of a tour by now? Uh, glad we're not doing that this year. There's only so many things to see when nobody is awake. Uh, but no, we are. Um, Hitting, as I mentioned, hitting the council oak tree. We're doing 20 different stops between uh, 9.18 a.m. and 9.18 p.m. And really, I'll be posting it on my Mayor GT Bonham Facebook page throughout the day, just trying to highlight uh, so many of the things that are happening in all parts of our city. And it's, I love this day. One, I love it because it has grown every year. Mm -hmm. It's been cool to see it start out as an idea in our office and then just see the community embrace it and the enthusiasm for what's happening in Tulsa grow year by year. Uh, But I also just personally love it because it's a chance to just take in all that or so much of what's happening in our city in one concentrated period of time. So you're going to, you'll post it on your, your, your Facebook page. I get it. Is there a schedule somewhere? So people wanted to come along to some of these kinds of things rather than try to catch up it from behind. No, we're pretty much just going stop by stop as we go uh, through the day. Uh, and that's generally how we've done it in the past, uh, always keeping windows of opportunity open. Uh, have a general idea of what we're going to hit, be hitting, uh, having lunch in East Tulsa, because uh, I think that is one of the more exciting spots in the whole city when it comes to the food scene. There's probably no part of our city that you have. Uh, a broader diversity of food options uh, than in the, the global district in East Tulsa. And of course, today is uh, National Burger Day. Yes. And so we'll be celebrating that uh, at dinner this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, those are all, those are just kind of uh, signposts along the way. We're going to sure. pack as much in as we can in a day. Yeah. And as, you know, as the mayor said, and there was a time when it was midnight to mid- midnight to midnight, and that was a little harder trying to find, as he said, those things to do. We're talking to G.T. Bynum. He is the mayor of the city of Tulsa here on this 918 day. And, uh, you know, we're coming up to kind of your final 918 days as mayor. Does that strike you as you take this tour? It does. Uh, I was thinking about it probably by this time next year. We'll either have a newly elected mayor who won't be sworn in yet, or we'll have two folks in a runoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was thinking about that this year. I was like, boy, this is probably the last time uh, uh, I'm the only show in town <laughs> 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 as it relates to, to 918 Day. But uh, I, this is one of those things that sounded, you know, it started out a, a member of our team brought the idea forward. She had seen it in another city. And uh, at first it sounded like, oh, you know, that. We're trying to focus on issues like public safety and infrastructure. Should we really focus on just a day of celebration? But what we realize is there's so much enthusiasm in Tulsa for what's happening, but it didn't have like a day to focus on. Um, and so we decided to establish 918 Day. And uh, first year, there were a handful of folks that were pretty enthusiastic about it, but it has just grown year by year. This will be the biggest one yet.
If you'd like to text a question, you can at 918-262-5072 for our mayor, G.T. Bynum. Record here in Scott File in the Ikes, pardon me, in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio, along with the mayor, G.T. Nice. Bynum. All right, yeah, actually, I love Andy Skirto, and I want to get to the promenade here in a minute with you. But I, something I saw on your Facebook page earlier, you had uh, posted, reposted a picture from Damon's Dronography, and I love that dude. And it shows the Arkansas River and what they're building out there in the whitewater raft in the fluming area. And as you drive by, it's hard to tell what that is. Kind of looks like it's just Michigas out there. But that is coming along, and that is really exciting looking. Can you kind of describe that and and what some of the plans are to have that finished? Well, you're right. It is really exciting. And and you're also right that you don't really – you can't appreciate it driving by it. Uh, There's a great vantage point of it from the gathering place there by Swing Hill. You can look down and see – the bridge that is still being built uh, out over it. But you can also see the dam is largely finished at this point, uh, but the flume is still under construction. And so uh, the whitewater flume, it's basically a narrowed channel uh, that people will be able to do whitewater kayaking and rafting through the dam. Uh, So from the lake that'll be upstream uh, down through this whitewater flume, and it's right up on the east bank next to the gathering place. Uh, it There'll be areas, uh, th- there's actually an island that is built into the dam uh, that, that separates it from the main channel uh, of the river. And it, it really, it's one thing that, like, we've been talking about this for 10 years at this point mm-hmm. uh, in all the planning and everything, and I've seen so many... You know, architectural drawings and renderings, but when you see it really come in together and that shot that Damon's dronography got, which I loved, uh, it's basically the, the viewpoint that you would see if you're on the kayak coming through the lake towards that uh, whitewater flume. And they'll be able to control the water that moves through there with gates, and you can actually see the gates uh, in, the, in the shot that he's got there on uh, Facebook. But it, it is just really cool to see it all coming together, and, and we are on schedule to have this thing open by next September. Scott? Now, the Olympics are returning to North America in 28, and then there's a proposal to try and get maybe an event or two in Oklahoma City with their whitewater facilities down there. How much momentum is coming with that to what you're doing down on the river, and could we possibly see something tied in, maybe not an actual Olympic event if it comes, but something tied into the Olympics because of that? Well, one thing that's, that I think is really interesting about this uh, is that the Olympics, they, the, the uh, IOC has uh, broadened their purview as to where you can have events. So, like I saw that uh, with the upcoming Paris Olympics, they're actually going to be doing surfing and water events in Tahiti because that's French Polynesia, even though it's in nowhere nowhere close to uh, Paris. Um and so there's a lot of talk about that the upcoming Olympics here in the United States and OKC is making a push uh, relative to the river. We have uh, there's been some discussion about uh, what we could possibly uh, put our hat in for with our brand new BMX arena that we just opened here in Tulsa. Uh, th- this new deal on the river, it's so new and, you know, we'll be the, the dam will largely be finished in the the spring of next year, but we want to spend several months testing it and doing all the necessary safety testing and everything to make sure everything is perfectly safe before folks use it. 
so I don't know that we would be ready for something of that scale, but it is going to be unlike anything that people have been able to do in Tulsa. And it's the, the whole, the scale of it. We're talking all about the whitewater flume, but the lake itself, the flume, it is going to change the way people use the river in Tulsa. It's our greatest natural feature. And finally, instead of everybody getting excited for the one day a year that we have the raft race, people will be able to actually use that river. Uh, and I think it'll be transformational for Tulsa. And you've said, as you said, it's been so many years we've talked about it. We've got to hurry through. We've got a few more thing, minutes here with G.T. Bynum, the mayor of our city. We've got so much to get to. Just real briefly, I'm sure you had to be proud of the way things went for the University of Tulsa. It's certainly not on the field against Oklahoma. Sooners won that game going away. But the atmosphere, the camaraderie, the whole thing, to me, was just a tremendous event. Well, I, I congratulated President Carson. I'd never seen uh, the the green there on Tucker Drive activated like that uh, before. And it, with that many people on it, with that scale of tailgating and events, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. Uh, and then just from a personal standpoint, I got to watch part of the game with my granddad, former mayor of Tulsa, who's 96, and he's had season tickets to TU football games since the 1940s. Uh, and that was really awesome uh, to be there and see that with him as well. Uh, so it was a great atmosphere. Uh, I love it when you have folks turn out and force yeah. TU football games. Well, and, and it's just so good for the state overall, you know, Tulsa first, but the state overall having those be two state teams. I, I mentioned uh, Promenade, certainly not necessarily unsurprising at all that they closed. It was it's trending downward. But for Andy Skirto and his group, can this mean anything important? I mean, cause does the city can the city get be helpful in trying to get that thing sold? Uh, any any thoughts about what Promenade closing and Andy what Andy's trying to build there as we move forward? Well, and I'm glad you point that out because I think it's super important for folks to understand. Like the part of that complex that's closing or, or is closed. Uh, because it doesn't have a fire suppression system that works properly, is basically the carpeted part of the main mall. So the exterior stuff, uh, the new Oilers Ice Center, uh, the Dillard's, uh, the the gym that's there, like those are all still open uh, and doing just fine because they have fire suppression systems in them that work. Um, I met with Andy uh, last week uh, to talk through kind of our approach on this as a city and make sure that he and his team have everything they need from us uh, to move forward with their project and open up. Uh, and he and I were in close communication on this to make sure that the Oilers Eye Center is going to be a, just a tremendous success when it opens up. Any Does the city do anything? Can the city do anything to try to get that thing moving along? The actual building itself don't have any idea what's going to happen with the suppression system. But I've always thought with Andy's being there, with the with the you know the workout facility being there, maybe that becomes kind of a health center kind of a thing. And I know it's not your bag, I mean, it's not your guys' thing to do real estate, but can the city help in any way? Well, I think, and your point is well made. The key thing I think folks need to understand about that mall is the economics are there for that mall to be successful. Yep. All you've got to do is look at the other facilities that are on the exterior or the perimeter of that mall, or across Forty First Street. Uh, where that uh, that shopping center is blowing and going, uh, the economics are there. It just the main promenade building does not have an owner who has reinvested in the facility to keep it up to grade uh, and maintained it properly. And so, what we need is an owner who's going to invest in that building. Yep. And so, we are 
uh, evaluating what options are there. Uh, we would love it to be in the hands of an owner who is going to invest in it and and realize the the obvious uh, economic profitable benefits from having uh, a commercial facility right there at one of the most important retail nodes in the whole city of Tulsa. But we're, we're evaluating all options on that front. Good one. Uh, two things quickly before you go. I saw you had, you'd posted a picture with um, Jimmy Buffett and, uh, after he had passed away, and I didn't know that you'd gotten an opportunity to meet him during one of the concerts, but you said some very nice words there. Well, I, I did. I got a chance to meet him uh, when Margaritaville opened up. He came in for a concert and uh, gave him the key to the city and <laughs> thanked him uh, for his investment in Tulsa. And what I will always remember was, like, I'm a huge fan. I was nervous about meeting him. You never know when you're a fan of somebody like that if, what they're going to be like when you actually meet him. And he was exactly in person like you would hope Jimmy Buffett would be, just laid back, nice as can be, super humble, uh, uh, which I will admit surprised me a little bit, uh, funny, put me at ease. Uh, but also he was so excited to be in partnership with the Muskogee Creek nation. Like I could, you could see how much that meant to him. Uh, and so uh, it was a wonderful guy, uh, and a terrible loss, uh, for, for our community and, and for everybody who loves his music. Well, I just thought it was a really nice picture and some nice comments. Uh, look, I know you're very busy. You've got things to do. So get after it. Have a great 918 day out there and enjoy that burger and whatever else you, you knock down today. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.